Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Welcome back to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we recap everything CBS Soaps, both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. And this is your recap for... Uh, the week of August, what is that, the 22nd this past week? Yeah, the 22nd through the 25th. And um, normally we have either Keisha or Trish on the line. And as you guys know that Trish is, well, not Trish, but Keisha is in deployment. She'll be back with us in October. And then Trish <clears throat> is out sick this weekend, um, so she doesn't have a voice. So we actually have another guest um, on our panel this week. And it, did you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? You can just say your name. That's it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have been friends for now, what, about six years? Almost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we have always talked soaps for the longest time. So I appreciate you so much to fill in this week. I'm glad to have you. It's my pleasure, and I'm sure it's a shock to most of the ladies out there that are mad as <laughs> Right, I know. There are men that watch soaps, okay, people? <laughs> All right, so for those that are new to the show, what we normally do is we recap The Young and the Restless first, then we go into The Bold and the Beautiful, and then, of course, we have our Flip the Script segment at the end, which is if there's a particular scene or storyline that you wish you could change, this is where we flip the script. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into uh, this particular past week. So... I'll give a summary first, and then we'll break down each of the storylines. So, for the week of August 22nd, for the Young and the Restless, Adam found the original police report of Ashlyn's case. Adam appealed appealed to Sally to publish the true story, but she refused. Chelsea was crushed by Billy's decision to quit their podcast. Billy gently rebuffed Chelsea's kiss, and Phyllis sold the Grand Phoenix to Chancellor Winters. Okay, so where you want to start at this particular week? Did you want to start out with the whole thing with Phyllis selling her hotel? What was your thoughts on that? Um, I thought that was pretty unusual for Phyllis to make a power move like that. I, I think Phyllis is thinking more of a hatred for Diane than actually what actually put her back on the map as somebody that was person in society mm-hmm. because, because the plot that her and Nikki and uh, Ashley has is going to actually set her back in my opinion when it all comes out and even though she's going to have that money from the sale of the grand finish she's not going to have that respectability that she established for herself as being somebody that's actually uh, forced to be reckoned with in the business world so now she's going to go back and people are going to pursue her as the uh, 
person that she's always been. Yeah, I think she's doing because this whole thing is gonna blow up in her face eventually. And I mean, granted, she sold the business, but at the same time, because this, I honestly think her working with a daughter would have been cool, but because she's only doing it for the purpose of you know, trying to get up on the Diane and trying to undermine her with this whole plot. When that comes out, she's going to lose not only respect, like you said, in the business world, but even from her own daughter. And she's probably going to be without a job. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Go ahead. What you saying? I agree on The biggest thing is going to be Summer. Mm-hmm. She's going to lose Summer. She's also going to cause problems within Summer's marriage because Kyle's going to be upset at the fact that she was trying to attack Diane. So it's it's going to be, uh, you know, you and I have discussed this many times. She's going to, as far as a man and a career, she's just going to have her money. And that's going to be it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, she's going to end up probably losing Jack Falber at this point because she's already hanging by a thread when it comes to Jack. And when this comes out, and that the fact that it could damage part of the Jabot subsidiary, whatever this is, it impacts a lot of people. It just don't hit just Diane. It hits her daughter. It hits Jack. And, you know, I just... I honestly think that the girl needs to just go get some therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's an interesting point. Uh, Therapy fulfillments, I don't think that she could actually sit down in a therapy session and gain anything from that because Phyllis thinks she knows better than everybody else. Yeah, she do. And I mean, just the mere fact that she's sitting up here consistently lying to her daughter's face. I mean, every time they meet, you know, Summer is calling her out. But then the next thing you know, you know, we see Phyllis saying, no, I don't think about dying. And you know that this is the main reason why you sold your hotel just to go work for Marchetti. It's strictly because of Diane. So, yeah, this is going to blow up horribly in her face. And the fact that Marchetti is in a very vulnerable place right now, that they can't really afford to have any setbacks, and she is going to come in and make Diane look bad, make Diane look bad, which is also in turn going to make Marchetti look bad for hiring her. And it's going to set them back. So the fact that you're putting your daughter and her husband's business and job in jeopardy, and you also put your bone in jeopardy because they purchased it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, a, it's just a trickle-down effect that her actions is going to affect a bunch of people and the individuals that's going to come out uh, unscathed is going to be Ashley and Nikki. Yeah. Yeah, because they get to go back to their lives. I mean, Nikki can go slither right into the Newman man, the Newman Ranch and be like, oh, well, too bad, so sad. Yeah, Phyllis going to lose everything. She's going to lose everything, and the other two, they're going to be just fine. Yep. Yep, yep, and yep. she doesn't recognize that they're using her. 
Yeah. Because they don't care about Phyllis. No. describe that? You said, how would you describe that? Yeah, how would you describe that? Like, hey, you won the battle, but you're going to lose the war. Oh, gotcha. Yep. That is true. That is true, you know, but, I, you know, whatever whatever the fallout is when it comes to Phyllis, she deserves all of the smoke that's coming her way. Because none, all she had to do is just let, if Diane is going to do anything... She's going to do it all on her own. Don't go in there and make up. They're trying to create false evidence to try to pin on Diane. It's different if they actually had something to work with, like they actually found something that she did in L.A. They're making up stuff that don't even exist. Yeah. You know? Like I said, Diane's going to come out <laughs> yeah. Um let's see. And okay, so I'm trying to think do I have anything else with Phyllis because um that was pretty much it this week, her selling that hotel and lying to her daughter, you know, lying to her daughter about all of this. So and I mean even the conversation with Billy, Billy knows that Phyllis is up to no good. And he's trying to talk her off this whole ledge of not doing whatever she's planning. And she, like, I never lose. Okay, well, we'll see. Oh, she's lost plenty. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I guess it's safe to say Phyllis is a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Would you you agree? Yeah. So, and Billy has no credibility with her based off of what he did in the summer. So she might listen, but mm-hmm. she still has that hatred and disdain for him because of what he did with her daughter. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Okay. All right. So let's move over to this whole thing with Chelsea and Billy. Chelsea, this is not only the, well, this is the second time in this past year. <clears throat> that, you know, she did something similar because we all know what happened with Ray and her trying to slide up under him and befriend him and get him out of town to go hang out in Chicago with her and uh, Connor. And, you know, we all know that part of the story. Now she's feeling some kind of way about Billy. What do you think about this whole thing and how she kissed him? Um... I actually thought that her and Ray were a better fit than Sharon and Ray. Oh, okay. 
so I was actually hoping that they that that little scenario would play itself out and they would actually get together because I felt like Sharon and Nick were a better fit mm-hmm. in my in my opinion. And I think Ray was starting to feel some kind of way about uh, Chelsea as well. You think so? Yeah, I, I, I've always felt that. Yeah, mm. he, was, he was kind of feeling some kind of way about her. Um, in regards to her and Billy, I mean, sometimes old relationships get rekindled, especially when they've gone, you know, they haven't worked itself out in its proper manner and, and one or both individuals feel like there's something still left there. I don't think that Billy thinks that there's something left there, but Chelsea obviously does. I mean, she had a child. Now, that was down in Myanmar when she, he was imprisoned, I think, right? That's when that all took place. I believe so. So... Did they actually have a relationship or was she trying to seduce him to get a baby? I'm trying to remember that part of it because I don't know. how Were they actually in a, in a relationship back then? Uh, <clears throat> I think they, yeah, I actually believe they were. I don't think it was what, what Ashley thought, what uh, Chelsea thought it was. Mm-hmm. I think Chelsea was more into him than he was into her. Because you know back then, Billy was the playboy. Mm, that's true. So, um, and if I recall, Chelsea got pregnant on purpose. Mm-hmm. So, from Billy's aspect, there's nothing there. He's moved on. But Chelsea, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing with Chelsea. Because she has an addictive personality. Mm, that's a good point. And, and I think she's doing that in regards to men. You know, because when she got out, she, she was fixated on that. That didn't work. She went to Ray. That didn't work. Now she's on Bill. And she hasn't taken the, the proper time to basically heal herself because that whole trip to the, the Met House, air quotations, um, was pretty much set up by her Oh, yeah, that was some type of scheme to clear Adam's name. Exactly. So, was the proper work actually done for her to actually heal? One could argue no, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think she's properly healed or she wouldn't be doing the stuff that she's doing now. And when uh, her friend Chloe keeps calling her out on it, the first thing that an individual do when they trigger it is they get upset. Going back to what you said about the addictive personality, you know, because pretty much when there was no men around, she was a con artist. So running cons was a form of an adrenaline rush for her, especially if she was able to con and win. Now that she doesn't have that, you know, or she hasn't been in that con lifestyle, now she's looking for another outlet. And obviously, like you just said, you ran a, a list Adam, 
then Ray, and now Billy. And it looks crazy because now that Billy pull, you know, is pulling away from the podcast, now she don't even want to run the podcast at all. She quit the job. Yeah, so it was all about Billy. Exactly. And the whole thing was a con because you're not healthy. Mm-hmm. So I got to con these individuals into thinking that I'm a change-reform person. And she's not. No. Mm-mm. And then what do you think about the whole thing with Billy telling Lily this is not anything to worry about? Because she was like, should I worry about anything? What do you think about that conversation? Because... I would think Lily should be concerned about that. Oh, she absolutely should. She absolutely should because just from a just from a male's perspective, when when you allow a woman to come into your environment, and although you're saying it's it's platonic, there's nothing there, but yet you sense and know that this person is not really there for the pro- for the proper reasons that they're trying to confess that they are um, and then you tell your significant other that it's not something to worry about no that's that's something that men do when they want their egos to be stroked because they know somebody who actually has designs on them I guess that also applying the whole thing with Amani and Nate because yes. a, yeah because Elena was trying to tell Nate and he was like oh no you ain't nothing to worry about <laughs> Yeah. I mean, she's tripping over herself to prove that to him. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not blind, but Nate has such a big ego that he's feeding into that because she's feeding that ego. Ah. You're better, you're better than Devon. Your ideas are better than him. So because Nate came into the show with the hugest ego that the show's ever seen as a victim, and did they dial that back? a great deal but now now they're bringing it back up Mm. he thinks he thinks he can run that company better than Devon yeah let's move over to that because we did get a lot of that this week um and I think we even had a conversation on the sidelines about this about how um with Devon and Nate and that whole trickery where Lily had the conversation with Nate brought an idea back from Nate over to Devon. Devon approved it and thought it was okay until he found out it was Nate's idea. And then all of a sudden he changed his tune and he confronted Nate about the fact of going over his head and all of that, you know. And of course Nate was like, well, Lily asked me what was my idea and I gave it to her. You know, what what was your thoughts on that one? Family member sleeps with somebody 
that you love or care about. Right. You, right. You, you can probably get past somebody outside of the family, but somebody that's in the family, that's a huge betrayal. And I don't think Devon ever got over that. So anything that Nate brings to the table, he's not going to necessarily take seriously uh, based off of that. Yeah, I just didn't like the fact that the writers decided to transition him so abruptly. He was the lead medical director or medical surgeon or whatever at one of the biggest hospitals. And then you decided to go work in the business world with zero. I mean, I guess he had business experience working on the medical side. I don't know. I, I just didn't like the transition in that whole thing. And then, like you say, this family dynamic, it's still not over because when they had the argument over at Crimson Lights, the first thing that uh, Nate said was, what, you going to punch me again? Yeah, yeah. So it's fresh in both of their minds, but here's the thing that you're forgetting about Nate. Nate has a God complex. Mm-hmm. And the aspect of being a doctor, you have to have that kind of mindset that you actually save lives. That people's lives depend on your expertise as a surgeon mm-hmm. or as a doctor. And they brought into that hook, line, and sinker. So when that was removed from him by the bond, so he still has that there. So the fact that they transitioned him, he was spinning his wheels being an administrator in the hospital because that's not that's not his real actual fit. He wants to he wants to affect lives whether they die or live. Mm. Yeah. That's where his bread and butter was because that fed his ego. Gotcha. So the fact, the fact that that's missing now, then he was basically just spinning his wheels being an administrator and actually going to the hospital. He wasn't comfortable doing that. Now did you notice yesterday episode where Lily actually when she had a conversation with Billy about that whole confrontation in the office because even that part was kind of crazy because they was even arguing about who was going to walk in the door first but um when Lily actually said that she's more on Nate's side in this whole thing about the whole music festivals so where is that going to eventually leave Lily and Devon because Devon, I'm assuming, is hoping that Lily is probably going to take his side. And he already, you remember, Devon already had reservations about merging his company into Chancellor in the first place. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I think he has the same amount of concerns with Lily that he did with Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Because Lily didn't really have a lot of business experience. That is true. She never, she never ran a company, you know. So I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. I'm wondering, like I said, coming up down the road as this escalates, is you know, is Lily going to have to choose a side because? She likes Nate's ideas. She see it as forward-moving, as innovating. And Devon is like, mm, we need to just wait and be cautious. Now, he agreed that he liked the idea, but he don't want to move on it right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree. I agree, but um, I, we had a conversation previously, and I, I said that I felt like Lily's gonna want to bring Nate in and replace Billy as her CEO. 
You think so? Yeah. Yeah, he's lying to himself. He's just trying to be the the nice little businessman that could work in the office to please his mother and to please his girlfriend. Absolutely. You know, instead of saying, you know what, I need to be honest. And I mean, Lily tried to give him an out. Are you sure you want to do this? You seem happier in the podcast. And he was like, nope, this is where I need to be and blah, blah, blah. So... Whatever happens with the fallout of Billy in that situation is going to be him because it's going to come to the surface again that he does not want to be in that office. That's true. And so, she, in my opinion, she knew that if she presented him with different choices, he was going to choose her. And he would go against his better judgment of who he really is. So, you know, that could be a chance to move on Lily's part to keep him around until she, you know, until she's had enough as well. Yeah, that's true too. I, I, I just see this um, <clears throat> because it also looked like. Victoria might be coming in the mix with this because him and Victoria had a very interesting moment this past week, too. Yes, she did. She sure did, you know. But like you said, <clears throat> excuse me, like you said, um, you know, when it comes to Lily, Lily knows, knows exactly what she signed up for. You know, Billy has a history. He's been pretty reckless. He's part of that whole term, the restless, just like Chelsea which technically, you know, if he wasn't in a relationship with Lily, actually Chelsea and Billy might would be a, a good combination. Yeah, uh, yeah. The thing is that Chelsea brings out all the bad sides. Mm, that's true. Okay. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I think they a lot of people are not happy with the Billy and Lily pairing. Because actually, when uh, Chelsea kissed him on Wednesday, was it Wednesday or Thursday's episode? I think it was Thursday. A lot of people in the comment sections uh, across social media was actually excited to see him do this. So, for whatever reason, you know, they didn't, they're not feeling the Lily Billy pairing. Whether or not. There's not a good pairing. There's no chemistry there. Mm hmm. There's no chemistry there. It's just not a good pairing at all. And, you know, we all know what it's about. It's about cheating, it's about scandal, it's about fighting, manipulation. So, right now, the storyline with, uh, Yeah, you know, a lot of people was actually, and we might as well move over to that storyline now. Um, a lot of people was not happy about the fact that Ashlyn Locke's story ended. Because even if he wasn't with Victoria, just say he started his own company as a rival to the Newmans. And Adam went to work for him. You know, some... Yeah, you know, but for whatever reason, now, like you said, that storyline is on the downslide. And then we kind of talked about, uh, not you and I, but in the podcast last week, we kind of talked about this whole thing with Chance, how they built us up to make it seem like, oh, yeah, he's going to go and bring his family down and then got down to last Friday. And then he covered the whole darn thing up. Yeah, but he was in a lose-lose situation. Okay, do tell. Uh-huh. I said do tell. Um, the family wouldn't have an earth to save him. And so after, you know, he went over there, I forget the country he was in. Spain, uh, or I think it was. Yeah, he was in Spain. That's okay. That makes. I mean, honestly, I I didn't think of that that like that. That's that's you know what that makes sense because of the fact that they did do a lot over 2021 to bring this man back across the border, and when he was going through all of that stuff. So maybe that's the part that he saw that's like, dang, I owe these people how to look like if I could go throw them in jail. But I guess at the same time, Victor did commit a crime though. <laughs> So, well, 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 that's what Victor does. He, mm-hmm. he, he puts you in a position where he checkmates you. Look, yeah. I did all this stuff for you, and now I need you to overlook this bad stuff that I'm doing. You know, and, and he always prefaces that with family. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, yeah, chances in a lose-lose situation because he loses more as a character and values by going against what he and, but then, if, if he if he turns the family in, if he loses uh, his wife, 
Yeah. Yeah, according to um, some of the spoilers for next week, it looks like their the, their problems are not over. Meaning him and Abby, they supposed to get into it about something. So that whole marriage might be on the decline, and probably because it's there's no storyline there. You know, I mean the. What's that? I think they're gonna put the bomb and add it together. You think so? Yeah. <clears throat> A lot of people are not feeling I mean, it's possible. I mean, I a lot of people aren't feeling Devon because of his attitude <laughs> with Nate. But I mean, it's possible that they might go that route with which of course bringing his, you know, Dominic's two parents together. Um so maybe that's why they're trying to come in between this whole thing. Now, going back to this past week though, you know, okay, just let's go with the whole fact, like you said, that, you know, he felt that he owed them. The problem with that is now Adam has this information. Now, if it came out, that means Chance go down the tubes with him. So everything that he worked hard for, him being a, him being an agent and all of this kind of stuff, right? And having his medal of honor and being a respected, um, you know, cop or whatever, that goes down the tubes if this information get out, you know. So the question is, at this point, now that Adam has this information, I'm curious to find out what the next move is. Now, I mean, we all know what he tried to do by trying to go to Chance. Chance just pretty much told Adam, you know, (laughs) you ain't getting nothing from me. He went and told Nick about it. Nick went and told Victor about it. And then Adam also went and told um, Sally, finally admitting what Sally already knew. And then now we're at an impasse, and pretty much now Adam has made himself the town pariah once again. I do. I really want to see him win one of these. Let me ask you a question right quick. Do you think he showed his hand too quickly? He did. I, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. He did. And, uh, and if, as it pains me to say this, 
is that shows his vulnerability as a ruthless business person. You don't ever show your hand that quickly. Mm-hmm. You make them sweat, and then you have to strive to get control over no and get Victoria out. Because there's too many trickle down pieces here. You got you got Nick, you got Victoria, and you got uh, Victor. Mm-hmm. So rather Victoria and Nick knew they still gonna be co-conspirators. Right. So he had everybody wrapped up in a nice little ball. Yeah. And, and all he had to do was just be patient and wait and then go to his father and say, I want you to replace me with Victoria or I'm gonna leak this information. And I'm not gonna leak it to the police, I'm gonna leak it to the media first. But the problem with that is Victor said he wasn't giving him that position, period. Because remember, he threw that out there. If you think you're going to take Victoria's place, because remember they, um, you know, cornered him at society, him and Nick. And Victor was like, if you think that you're going to get Victoria's position, you can forget about it. So he wasn't going to unseat Victoria even though he knew the information Adam had. Yeah, but that's all that is is possible. So you think oh, so you think he was just bluffing? Yeah, he's bluffing because just just think of the ramifications that'll happen with Adam if Adam leaks that information. Victoria and Nick gonna go down and and uh Victor's gonna go down. So there's not gonna be any position there for Victoria to own anyway. With that, with that standard, the, the people on the board would, would want her removed because she covered up a, a homicide. Well, okay, so let's go to that because they're saying that it was self-defense. What made it a crime is Victor moving the body. That is correct. But what also made it a crime is that they knew about it. Right, they, they, yeah, they, they uh, obstructed the investigation by not telling the full truth. Right, exactly. So that means everybody that's on the board is going to be looking at, okay, well, you're not squeaky clean. We don't feel like you should be running this ship. True. Or spearheading this ship. So Adam would actually come out on top. But all Victor doing is calling his bluff. He's basically saying, you're going to do, you're not going to do this based on the fact. So, do you think that by Adam jumping the gun with the information that he had, do you think he just don't care and he just just want to blow this thing up? Because that part just did not make sense, you know, to me, for him to show his hand to Chance. You know, I could see at least Sally, he was hoping that she would have still been on his side, which that's another, we got to talk about that too. But just to go to a police, just like Chan said yesterday, you do realize that you have confidential uh, police um, reports or whatever. And then you come into a police to let them know that you have this confidential information. I mean, it was just a bad move just to go to Chan's. Right. And so, yeah, it was, it was a bad move. Like I said, what he should have done was just systematically leak little bits of that information 
this kind of, you know, fan of blindness. Right. And if he didn't do that, which would have, which would have uh, had Victor in them scrambling, trying to figure out, and it also checks to make salad because she's moving media, she's not she's reporting not it. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's it's done now because now that all of the Newmans know, Sally, everybody, Chance knows, Kevin had a suspicion anyway. It's like you just showed your hand too quickly. You actually had the right card to play. You played it too early. So speak... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So speaking of Sally... What do you think about this whole Sally thing? Because in my opinion, she already knew what was going on. And you and I talked about this as well. Sally knew in her head that this man originally walked away so that, you know, she could keep her job as CEO of Newman because Nick and Victoria was going to let her go as long as she was affiliated to Adam. She knew this. Now, she let Chloe talk her out of it and let all these other folks get in her head. And then when Adam validates it yesterday, you're still, you're ungrateful. What do you think about that? She is. She's very ungrateful. I mean, regardless of what Adam's goals were, she knew exactly what they were. Why are you looking for him to validate that? Right. You don't know what it was. Right. They specifically came over there to party. Mm-hmm. And, and it was because she's, a, a part of it was because you were Right. So, yeah, you were gone. So the only reason you there is because of him. Yeah, and then, uh, and we've also talked about this. She claimed that she was going to be his ride or die. And, like, even though he played the role of, because what this was was smoke and mirrors. He just wanted to appear to his family that he's out of the picture. And all he needed was for Sally to do is either play along or make a decision to just jump ship and move forward with him. And she didn't do neither. You know, all she chose to drink the Newman Kool-Aid. That's what she ended up doing because then she seemed like she was admired by Nicholas and she started giving props to Victoria being this leader to admire and I'm like those folks was two seconds off of kicking you out on your butt and Victor just and Victor just said in Tuesday's episode about the fact that when he was talking to Adam over at the ranch that none of them trust Sally so while she's pandering to the Newmans which she ran over there and happily told Victoria what Adam was doing you know, and then here go Victoria. Oh, okay, well, I'll make sure I remember that. Yeah, the moment that they don't need you and they're done using you, you're going to be out on your butt. And she, the only reason that she's in that position is because of, like we were saying, Adam. Because after everything she pulled in L.A., after everything that's happened with Summer, the only people that even 
took a chance on her was Adam. And then you can throw Chloe in that. But that's it. That's it. That's it. So your loyalty needed to be now she's showing loyalty to Chloe. Mm-hmm. But she's not showing any loyalty to Adam. Nope. You know. Yeah, what what did uh, Victoria say? We're willing to give you a robust severance package. She should have took that money and her and Adam could have re- rolled into the sunset. Yeah, take the money. It wasn't like you were going to be penniless. They were willing to pay you to leave. Yeah. Exactly, you know, and so it's just I was I, I'm over her at this point because it's like at first they were the hottest couple on screen. They had the chemistry, and then when she, uh, he was like yesterday, I guess I met my match, and she said, and then some. It's like Sally, stop. You have this job because of him. And you side with the Newmans, knowing full well what they're capable of. Look what they're doing to their own son. You think you're exempt from that? Yeah, okay. So at this point, whatever happens when they're sick and tired and done with her, then she's going to be crawling back to Adam, and then Adam's going to be like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, One of the two. One of the two. But, yeah, it was a pretty interesting week. Like you say, it's kind of on the downslide since Ashlyn Locke is no longer there. I honestly think they got one, two, about four companies on camera right now. I mean, we got Chancellor Winters, we got Marchetti, Jabot, and Newman. And the writers aren't doing anything with any type of rivals with this whole thing. It's all about, you know, of course, Adam and this investigation, but... If they had a kept Ashlyn on and Adam go work for him, that's the other thing. Do you think that Adam should have took that job at Jabot? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. Oh, you don't want him to go there? Yeah, I'm not feeling that. I, I think he needs to be because Jack doesn't have to be for Victor with you. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's no really no competition there. Adam needs to be in direct competition with his father. Mm. And, and with Newman. So it needed to be something that he possibly did on his own. And like you said previously, maybe him and Ashton might have teamed up, started something with Ray Rating, some of Newman's uh, assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been a great
Okay. You know, I would, I would much rather see him in direct competition with Newman. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I was hoping on the flip side that they did. I mean, I kind of wanted Adam away from this whole chaos with his father. You know, because my thing was find him somebody like Sally, at least I thought, and then have him run a business separate from the Newmans and be the biggest competition. Now, Jabot being co-CEO, and especially since Victoria was trying to get all these acquisitions, that would have put him in position to maybe beat out um, Newman on some of those acquisitions that Victoria had. But, you know, that's how I was looking at it. I'm, I kind of like to see the espionage, the corporate takeovers, you know, the outbidding of companies and stuff like that. But they didn't go that route, of course. They just got Adam spiraling down into this whole situation because he did also admit that he's still not over the A.J. Montalvo thing. Now, we thought all that was put to rest, and then he says he's triggered every time he sees something, and then he kind of puts some food on Nick's plate, like, now you're in my situation. Because Nick is struggling. He is. He is, and, and I'm sure that's going to be a huge story. Oh, it is. Next week, it is. Yeah. That's why uh, Victor keep calling himself righteous. You know, so, okay. Well, we covered a lot. Is there anything else that you can think of that we didn't talk about that happened this week? Because I think we covered most of the storyline. Okay. You're drawing a blank. Okay, because we talked about Phyllis. We talked about, oh, that whole thing was that I'm trying to think was that daydream was that daydream that Diane had about Jack that was this week too wasn't it 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 yeah so yeah she do you think Jack eventually will end up with Diane oh you think that's coming Yeah, um, Harrison. And so, yeah, I, I, I think they're going to put 
Yeah, um, I can see it getting there, even though Jack is denying it because she tried to flirt with him. Was that yesterday or the day before yesterday? When he she keep bringing all of her work and ideas from Maquette Marchetti over to Jabot to get Jack's approval. Yeah, so she ain't slick, and Jack should see what's happening. Obviously, Kyle did, but Jack pretty much told Kyle to mind your own business. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's probably, mm-hmm. And, Gotcha. Now, um, hmm, I don't know. I think they have good on-screen chemistry if they put those two together. Uh, I don't see it. You don't see it? Okay. see what happens with those two if uh, they decide to put them two together on, you know, on a storyline later down the road or, um, you know, whether or not Diane ends up getting in trouble. Because from what I understand, next week she is supposed to take a small hit, but I don't think it's enough to, you know, derail where they're trying to go with this whole thing with her. All right, let's move for the sake of time because I, I want to be respectful. Um, let's move on to bold for the week of August 22nd because we pretty much covered everything with the young and the restless. So here's the summary for bold. Brooke and Taylor clashed over Douglas and Ridge. Hope was unnerved when Thomas kept Douglas for extra night. Hope and Brooke sat on the sidelines as the Foresters celebrated their family. Ridge put Deacon on notice, and Hope meets Lena. Where, which storyline? Which storyline do you want to start with first, Sheila, or and and Deacon, or do you want to go with the whole Forrester versus Logan's? Uh, Forrester versus Logan. Okay, go. I know you got a lot to say. I can't fathom how a writer would write a storyline in which Thomas is the biological father of Douglas and Hope and the so-called Logans have more say-so type than he does. Yeah. 
and it was him himself brought Douglas to them, or i.e. Hope. And, and even though Hope did a great thing by stepping in to be, you know, a, a, a mother to Douglas, but that's what the Logans do, they take. It's, it's not, it's not, hey, let me help you out for a while. It's, if I help you, then the whole thing becomes mine. Mm -hmm. you know, they all do that, but then the only one of them that can sit on a, on a, on a more high horse is Katie. The rest of them are all snakes in my opinion. <laughs> including Donna? <laughs> including Donna. Including Donna. She's a snake too. I mean, you sitting around having an affair, you know, when, when Eric and Quinn was together. So, so you're not, you know, you're not above scrupulous, <laughs> you know, things as well. Right. So, um, but the fact that Brooke is sitting around talking about, I want to allow this, you have no say so in this. Right. But you're not going to allow, but that's the entitlement that the Logos have. Because the forces, as dumb as they are, they have allowed that. Yeah. It's supposed to be the force, the company, but yet the Logans are all up and through there running stuff. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing with Douglas is just, it's just nonsensical because there's no reason why that boy should not be able to spend multiple days at the Forrester Mansion with his great-grandfather, his grandfather, his father, his cousins, and when his aunt and now his new uncle comes through, you know, it that doesn't make sense. And the way that Brooke and Hope is looking like, is he's not home yet? I don't understand why he's not back yet. I'm concerned. Why would you be concerned about that? Yeah. If anything, they should have said, bring him back when you're ready to bring him back. Yeah, I mean, what did they expect to happen over at the Forrester Mansion where he's with his family, his biological family? Yeah. But that's, that's, that goes back to my original point. The Logans are takers. They're entitled. They feel like that, that they're God's gift to the planet. And, 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 and Brooke is the ringleader. And she plays everybody else as a puppet. The only one that really doesn't buy into it is Kate. Mm -hmm. So the rest of them hook, line, and single. You know, and, and that's why... And you know this, that I really hope that Ridge walks away and, and gets back with Taylor. Yeah, but after yesterday's episode, he gets into a whole argument about with Deacon talking about stay away from my wife. And it's like, what, what do you want, Ridge? I mean, granted, in theory, Brooke is still his wife, but you are also canoodling and telling Taylor how great she is. But he's always done that because that's been allowed. That's true. That's been allowed by by Brooke and Taylor. And the Taylor Taylor need to and I hate to reference her as a man, but she needs to grow up hair and and make rich, make a decision. Yeah. 
and tell him, stop hugging me, stop kissing me, stop sending me mixed signals. Either you're going to be with me or you're going to be with her. But stop coming over here. Um, but that but that speaks to Taylor's weakness. Uh, and, and that's why he always chooses Brooke over Taylor because Taylor is weak in regards to that and she'll let him step all over her. Whereas Brooke is is somewhat of an alpha person, personality, that she's going to take what she wants and then tell Ridge, okay, you're not going to like it, but your, your bark is worse than your, I mean, your bark is worse than your bite. Mm-hmm. So you, you're going to bark, but at the end of the day, you're going to come back to you. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a never-ending, like, cycle that you don't want to see. Mm-hmm. And it becomes frustrating just to watch it. Right. Right. I mean, we we finally got out of that whole circle with Hope, Liam, and Steffi, and now they took us right back to Ridge, Brooke, and Taylor. Yeah. You know, and um, the other part of this is that whole kiss because Ridge did confess to Brooke about the kiss. Ridge also told her that I participated in the kiss, but Brooke insists that it's Taylor that kissed him, and she's riding on that. Yeah, she has to. She has to, because she has to be in denial that that he doesn't have strong feelings for Taylor like he does for us. Because if she has to admit that, then that means that there's trouble in so-called paradise. Right. Uh, or, or what would be the proper word? Destiny. Her destiny is not destiny after all. Yeah. Yeah, because that's her favorite word. Yeah, you're my destiny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I'm over it. I, I just wish that Ridge would just go ahead and make a decision. Um, well, actually, he is. He, he's, uh, he's always choosing her. Yeah, that's true. He's always, no matter how close he gets to or making us think that he's going to jump ship, he goes back. Mm-hmm. He goes back, and Brooke knows that. I mean, it, the writing in the boat in the beautiful is, is so un, unrealistic that a woman can sleep her way through a man's family, and that man can be madly in love with her. That doesn't say that doesn't say anything necessarily about Brooke, but everything about Ridge. Mm-hmm. That he would be willing to accept a person like that. She slept with your father. She slept with your brother. She had children with people in your family. Yeah, and then she slept with Hope's boyfriend and slept with her oldest daughter, Bridget. Her, which is Deacon, which is how Hope got here. Yeah, and she married your arch enemy, which is Bill. Yeah, that's true, too. I forgot about Bill Spencer. Yeah, it's like, how many... I mean, what does she got to do to show you that she for the streets? You're so funny. You know, her... Your own mother has said that about her. What did she call her? Uh, Call her from the valley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. This is who she is. 
this is who she is, this is who she's gonna always be. But that but that's supposed to give her a pass because you can't because you can't see the person that's standing right in front of you. And then not only after that, she goes and kiss Bill. Then she goes and kiss me. Yeah. I mean, what more do you need? I mean, that says, like I said, that doesn't say anything about Brooke because everybody knows what Brooke is and who she is. That says everything about Ridge, <laughs> excuse me, and who he is as a man. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but like you said, it also comes to Taylor to say, look, you know what? You need to make a decision. Don't give me the mixed signals. You running back over to Brooke's house. You going and fighting Deacon, telling who his wife is and stay away from my wife and you in my office. So, yeah, Taylor should be like, you know what? I'm going to need you to make a decision. Yeah. Yep, I totally agree with you on that one. All right, so what do you think about this whole thing with Sheila? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about Sheila being back in the picture. What, for good television? Yeah, she's carrying the show. Yeah, she is carrying the, um, the, the show right now. Yeah, she's carrying the show, and and she's unpredictable. And she, you know, she's a wild card. And now she's in back Deacon in the corner. Deacon can't do nothing now. Because he's, he's a co-constributor. He's, he's a co- uh, ex, uh, What's the word I'm trying to say? He's harboring a fugitive. He's harboring a fugitive, yes. Mm -hmm. And so now his, his, his freedom is in jeopardy. Now he has to do what Sheila wants him to do now. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously, Sheila has proven herself to be a worthy bedmate. <laughs> so, yeah, because uh, obviously, like you said, she um, he's she putting a little something on his mind. Yes, yeah, I, I would say a little more than a little something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and, and she's talking about she got all this money. Now, we only saw probably about $200 in her hand yesterday. Yeah. But where's all this money she talking about that she could give him besides the bed duties? Well, uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if she doesn't have that money. Yeah. I'd be surprised if she doesn't have it. Mm -hmm. Because she's gone through her whole life manipulating rich men. Mm -hmm. from, the, from the young and the restless to the virgin beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sheila has been crossed from Wisconsin to California. Yeah, so I'm sure she got a little nest egg put away. I mean, you don't get to be the person she is and hard knob with the persons that she did and not steal from them. Yeah, that's true. So she's been stacking her coins. Yeah, I think she's been stacking the money for a minute. Yeah, well, like you say, she's she's pretty much stuck. And the way that she did it, she purposely got, I guess she knew what Deacon was looking for, showing up at the restaurant, showing up at his apartment, and he didn't even think twice but to sleep with her, and now, boom, he's stuck. Well, initially, he didn't know it was her. Right, exactly. But that was, that was a chess move on her part, because if she had just showed up with Sheila, he would have sent her away. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. She knew exactly what to do. Mm 
you know, yeah. but but I'm glad that, you know, because I was wondering if they did cut the Sheila character, the show would have probably went boring because it's only this whole fight with... Now, I will say this whole custody thing is pretty interesting, but Sheila being on canvas, yeah, that, that adds a little bit more to it. Yeah, it does. And, and um, go ahead. Every, everybody would be foolish to think that she was not going to try and get into Finn and uh, Hayes' life. So, you know, that's coming. Yeah, that's supposed to be at the end of next week, by the way. So, yeah, she's not going to sit back and, and just watch from afar. She's not going to do that. She's incapable of doing that. Yeah, and this whole thing with Hope just showing up and opening his apartment door. I don't know why they don't never lock doors on this show. Yeah. Because just say he it just say it wasn't Sheila and he was with somebody else in the bed, she would have just walked in. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's always been a problem with the door. Yeah, with Yeah, everybody just walk. That's why um when um, Brooke came over to Steffi's house and she knocked first, Taylor was like, oh my God, you actually knocked because everybody just walked into everybody's house on this show. <laughs> that is correct. So, um, but yeah, that's, go ahead. To jump ship a little bit, I'm absolutely happy and I told you this previously, uh, the yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how they make that work. Um, she looked really nice when she showed up over at the Foresters. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were saying that Lee should get with Eric. Nah, that's not going to happen. He's too fixated on, on Donna. Cool, cool for Coco Pop Donna. Yeah, on Honey, on Honey Bear Donna. Yeah. Yeah, but um, as as Quinn said, who walks around with honey like that? <laughs> I know, right? But um, yeah, I could see possibly a little something with with Lee and Bill. Maybe I don't know, cause I know that whole thing with Katie is not happening, and then and then the other thing is with. Quinn and uh, Carter, she's leaving the show, and it looks like the reason that that's going to end is because she want kids, and I mean he want kids, and she don't. Oh, so that's how they're going to spend that. Yep. Well, she should be incapable of having them at this point, right? Um. Well, the actress that plays her is in her early fifties. So, yeah, but I'm just saying, even if they're trying to make her young, shit, Wyatt gotta be in his 30s. Yeah, him and Liam and Wyatt is probably in their late to early 30s. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, yeah, that, the fact that he even would bring that up, then that's not a good parent for you. But see, that's you know, the thing, though, is that Carter has been talking about kids for the longest, even when he was with Paris. Yes. And for Quinn to sign, because that's what's considered a core value, children. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. with Quinn knowing that, she should have never signed. She must have thought that this was going to be a forever fling and not an actual 
committed long term relationship. Yeah, well, I, I, even though I like Quinn and and uh, Carter together, I always thought that that was more of a temporary, lustful thing for Quinn. Mm-hmm. Carter is something more deeper. Yeah, so it looks like they might be moving Katie to Carter. <laughs> so I, I don't like that combination at all. There's no chemistry there. No. Mm mm. None whatsoever. But you know, I guess because she's getting too shoe Carter used to be. You know, maybe that's a good parent, but but Katie, I mean, how's she going to have kids? Yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, Will is, what, like eight now? Nine? Um, he should be double figures. He should be about ten. Yeah, so, I mean, I would think she's in still in a position for children. But if you're going to break up with Quinn or Quinn breaks up with him for not wanting to have children... Why would you get with somebody you wouldn't probably need to be with, even though I don't like the Paris and 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 Carter pairing because I just don't think they're they're match well on screen. She matches better with Zenday, but she's she's in the position for children. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Paris would have been a better better uh better suited for him mm-hmm. than, than everybody else. Right, right, so. But you love who you love and, you know. Yeah. So, all right, I guess we'll see. Um, I think we covered everything. We talked about the whole custody thing. We talked about the kiss between Ridge and, and um, Brooke. We talked about Sheila and Deacon. And we kind of threw in some spoilers and some other stuff. So, okay. That's pretty much what we have for that. So, before we end this, um, we do have our Flip the Script segment. Which is, if there is a particular scene or storyline that you wish you could change. That's where we um, flip the script. So, anything that you wanted to change this past week from The Young and the Restless first. And then your bold and the beautiful one. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Uh, I would have Nate and Armani mm-hmm. and uh, when when it became apparent that she set that whole thing up, I would have liked that she got called to the called on the carpet for that. Okay. So I I would have flipped that because um What's her name, uh, his girlfriend now? Elena. Elena. Elena's absolutely right. And the fact that Elena has been there riding with you, and, and we all know, you know how that started, but the fact that you're so entrenched in making Devon uh, feel less than you because you can do something better than him based off the fact that he hit you in and uh, ruins your surgical career. Um, the fact that you can see that this lady totally, totally manipulated you, I would have flipped the script on that and couldn't have her being called to the carpet. Okay. 
And then what you got for bold? Uh, bold is that Ridge would have just left work. It's time. Mm. Make a decision, huh? Yeah, it's been time. It's mm. time to go. It's time to go. I mean, to sit there and continue to allow Boogie, and we all know it's going to be something else down the road. It's mm. going to be something else. And she has, she doesn't like your daughter. She doesn't like your son. And she's always trying to be in contention with you over those two, but you still stay with her? Yeah. Yeah, that and... makes no sense. Not, not to mention all the stuff that she does to you to disrespect you as a man. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I would have flipped the script on that. It's been time for him to go and and choose Taylor. If he, Even if you're not going to choose Taylor, don't choose Book. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing, just to throw another nugget out there, is that now both Liam and Brooke is trying to say that Thomas is using Douglas to get close to Hope. So they're twisting it even further. First, they talked about his mental health situation from the past, and now they're trying to bring back the whole idea that he's doing this to get to Hope. And I'm like, come on, how self-centered can y'all be? And, of course, Hope going to buy into it because she's looking for any excuse to roll with what they're saying. She can't think for herself. Yeah, her mom is always redirecting what she's doing. Mm-hmm. All right, so my flip the script for The Young and the Restless is this whole thing with um, Sally and Adam. I would have checkmated her. I've been like, you know what? Listen, I'm going to need you to go back and think about how this all started. And how, remember how we was just talking about how you came to this town alienated from L.A. You already did something this summer. You came for me. We built a relationship. I moved out the way for your relationship. You had a choice to either stay here and play the game or decide to come and roll with me and take their money. You didn't either, and now you want to be ungrateful. Yeah. I would have had them re-script that whole thing because he needs to give Sally something to think about because she's acting like Adam is, oh, my God, I'm a victim just like the rest of everybody in General City of what he did to me. You knew what this was. You knew exactly what this was. And when he validated for you, that for you, you still decided to dig in your heels and throw it back in his face. So, yeah, I would have had Adam come back and rewind all of that. I, I wish Adam would rewind a lot of things for his family members because they forget about the organ that he's missing and the freedom that he almost lost and pulling Nick behind out of that wrecking building to, and he was on the verge of getting caught. Yeah. You know, and they don't remember none of that. They keep going back to his old stuff, but never remember the stuff he'd done in the past three years. Anywho. I agree. I agree. That's a good flip. Um, On the bold and the beautiful, my thing would have been, you know, when they was at that party with um with the with the family. Taylor needs to tell Ridge, you know, you need to make a decision. I appreciate you telling me how great I am and I make you happy and 
all of this kind of stuff, okay, then fine. Then you need to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would have had that scene changed to and had her to do. So that's what all I have for both shows this week. I just wish that they gave Adam more of a voice to kind of bring attention to the people that always try to say how horrible he is. You know, and then with Brooke, like you said, that entitlement is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, the other thing they... Say it again? I agree on both accounts. The other thing is, is that... um, they also saying that Hope is trying to also tell uh, Thomas next week that he's only thinking about himself over his own son. And it's like, how do you arrive at that? I mean, it's like writers, are you purposely trying to cause conflict? Because none of that makes sense. No, it doesn't. So with Brooke and Liam trying to say that he's trying to get close to Hope and Hope saying that you only looking out for yourself, not your son, by being with your son, none of that makes sense. Yeah. So, all right, it was a good one. I appreciate you filling in at the last minute. Um, I really enjoyed it. What about you? I enjoyed it as well. Appreciate you allowing me to come on your show and, and share some of my thoughts on the soaps. Yeah, we actually, because we, you know, we talk a lot about the soaps, you know, outside of the the podcast or whatever, and so it's nice to finally try to bring that um, <laughs> those conversations to the platform. <laughs> And sometimes we're not uh, as um, cultured about how we say things in regards to um, not per se culture. But, you know, we kind of get a little bit uh, deep into the soaps more than, you know, how we do on the show right now. So, but it was fun to say the least. Big facts. All right, you guys, I appreciate you all, and um, stay tuned for the spoilers as well, and until next week, which is the week of August 29th through September 2nd, we'll see you then, and I'm thinking Trish will be back, because hopefully she's feeling better, and you know, hopefully we send well wishes out to her as she get her voice back, so she woke up sick this morning, so, all right, so until then, we'll see you guys soon, bye! Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.